iTunes presents Meet the Filmmaker at the Apple Store. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome this evening's guest moderator, Stu Von Asdere of Movie Line, and tonight's guest, Elijah Wood. How's everyone? Hello. Thanks for coming. I love that we're at an Apple store doing this. This is awesome. Yeah, you can, you know, do your, uh, you know, promote the show and you can get your iPad. And right. You know, any, any, you go to your Genius Bar, anything you need. It's beautiful. It's great. It's fantastic. Very efficient. So what's new? How are you? Uh, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> you got a show premiering tonight. This premieres tonight on FX at 10. Yeah. So are, how are you feeling about it? I'm excited. I'm just, I'm very curious for people to see it. I think it's very unique and, and kind of different. Um, it's not the easiest show to describe. Uh, it's a, you know, it's essentially about a man who befriends a dog, but he sees the dog as a man in a dog suit. But there's a lot of layers to it, and, and there's kind of a lot more to it than that. So I'm just curious for people to, to see the show for the first time. It's exciting. We just finished shooting 13 episodes uh, three weeks ago, so the fact that it's airing tonight is wild. Yeah, that is insane. So yeah. I guess, you know, let's just start kind of basically broadly. How did it come to you? How did you get involved with it? Um, I got, I, I received a copy of the script. My manager sent me a copy of the script, um, said it was the funniest thing she'd ever read. I read it and I completely agreed. It was unlike anything I'd seen on television or read before. Um, it really reminded me of Harvey. I'm a huge fan of Jimmy Stewart's Harvey. And this is like Harvey on acid. Um, a little bit ruder version. Um, and it's just, I, I loved that it was both hilarious, but also there was a reality to what the character was going through and that there was almost a cerebral aspect of, of the manifestation of Wilfred that you could almost interpret that as out of this kind of moment of crisis or, or insanity or loss of sanity, uh, my character manifests this as a coping mechanism. And that's one way to look at what Wilfred really is in terms of the progress over the course of the show. And I loved that. I thought it was such a unique, um, interesting story for a comedy. Well, tell us a little bit about your character, who you play, what's his story? I play a guy called Ryan. Um, he's, you, you find him in the, the opening episode kind of having hit a wall in his life. He's ultimately done everything that everyone else wanted him to do. His father wanted him to be a lawyer. His sister wanted him to take a certain path. And he never ultimately followed his own path. And it, it, he went so far down that road of not serving himself that, that he f saw the only way out was suicide, which he fails miserably. And out of the ashes of that, he meets Wilfred. And so he's a guy that is desperate to find his own way and, and never really found the tools within himself to make that happen. Um, and to kind of live life freely outside of the confines of his, the sort of his own shackles. Can you tell us a little bit about the gentleman who plays Wilfred? Because this did not originate in the States, right? Correct. Yeah, Jason Gann created the character that you see, Wilfred. Um, and it was initially a short film. He, as the story goes, he was stoned with a friend of his. And they were talking about how a mutual friend of theirs, this woman, had a dog that would give a lot of trouble to her prospective boyfriends. And basically cock block her. And so he created this character. They were sitting on a couch, and he started affecting this character of Wilfred. Um, and they both kind of concurred that that was a great idea for a short film. They made a short. It won a short film festival in Australia. And then from there, they made a series. Mm -hmm. 
And so, had, had you watched this series before? The when I when I read the script, it was the first time I'd, I'd heard of the show. Um, so I looked up clips on YouTube because that was all that I could find. Um, and I still haven't seen the series. I've seen the short. Yeah, short's pretty wonderful. Um, but I've not actually seen the series now. And it's a little bit different. The 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 main difference between our show and theirs is that essentially Wilfred. Um, is the is basically the the the, um, the dog of the girlfriend, whereas in this it's a next door neighbor, and then also Ryan, the character in this, has these sort of mental issues and and sort of depression, which the character did not have in the original. So it kind of gives a little bit more of a context for why Wilfred might manifest. Yeah. Can you uh, maybe just describe the first meeting you had with Jason Gann? And, and, uh, with Jason? Yes. With, uh, and you know, talking about this character, talking about the show, how to adapt it, and, and your sense of that meeting. Yeah. It's a, well, there are two, two things I, I could go with that. The first actual meeting that I had in regards to Wilfred, I sat down with um, David Zuckerman. David Zuckerman's our head writer and our showrunner, and he hails from Family Guy, from animation, um, as a writer there. And he... It was really wonderful. I read the script and loved it, but it was wonderful to meet him because I was able to get a sense of where the show was going to go. And he talked to me about the character, how he felt there were all these opportunities for comedy, but then also for a surreality to sort of start to infringe upon the show, it to become a little bit stranger and more surreal as it goes along. As Ryan is sort of on this journey of trying to essentially keep his feet on the ground and, and recover in the midst of this relationship with Wilfred. And I just fell in love with it even more. And then from there, I went to the, through the audition process um, and met Jason. I met Jason actually in an audition reading for the, the role. And he was wonderful and hilarious. And we ended up doing a test, because they do this for networks. They basically put you in, uh, in front of a camera and they, everybody has to test. And so he actually was in the Wilfred costume for my test. <laughs> um, and it was... It felt great, and we kind of immediately had a great connection um, and a great sense of chemistry, I think, and worked really well together. And that then transposed into doing the pilot, and um, we just kind of have had a, had a great working relationship ever since to kind of make that dynamic come to life. Now, a lot of actors who are well-known for their film work are gravitating toward television, series television. Um, I guess, were you looking for that opportunity when this came, or was it just a role that you really wanted to play? I was looking, I was actually looking at um, television drama. I wasn't necessarily looking at comedy, um, mainly because it, it has opened up so much in the last five years, and I'm a huge fan of shows like Breaking Bad and Mad Men and, um, you know, Game of Thrones and The Wire and... It's an incredible medium for storytelling to be able to, um, you know, tell stories with character development over the course of multiple seasons. And some incredible actors and directors and writers have moved to television. So I was interested in it as a medium and just having a look at what was around. And then I started, I'd never done comedy before, so I just sort of thought it would be interesting to take a look at comedy. And I read a couple of scripts and this was the last thing that I'd read. So I was interested in it. Um, Comedy is a little bit harder to find. There's less interesting comedy on television. There's some great things on cable, but there's a, comedy dominates um, network television. Um, so yeah, and then I just found this, and it became specific to the project. I just knew I wanted to be a part of this. 
And a lot of uh, foreign comedies are being adapted for American television, which is kind of a risk, you know. And some of them are obviously the, the biggest hits we have, like The Office, the for Office. example. Yeah. Um, and you know, but it's still, it's still a risk. You're adapting it for new culture. You don't want to spoil the original. You don't want to, you know, step on it. I mean, was that a challenge that you were aware of or just anticipated? Completely. Um, and it was it was something that I felt relieved just upon reading the the first script as well, knowing that Jason was involved. Because it, it was clear that Jason had had created the original show. I recognized that it was based on an Australian show. And the fact that he was involved in this iteration as a writer and producer and, and, and reprising that role, I knew that it would retain the integrity of, of its origin. But you, you're right. There's so many adaptations. And, and some of it, I think, is translation issues where you know something's not translated properly or it just doesn't translate to an American audience. Um, and sometimes it's taken away and, and not necessarily adapted in the proper way. And, and, and more, more often than not, you don't have the original creator involved. And that, that gave me great reassurance. Um, you know, let's just open it up to some questions. Uh, there is a mic that will... Yeah, yeah, we'll pass that around. Just raise your hand so we can see you. First question is right over there. Okay. Left side, third row. Hi, Elijah. Hey. I know... No, you're going to be in an upcoming movie called Happy Feet 2. What's yeah. the story about, and what is it like from your personal views? The story. This, the, yeah, Happy Feet 2. Uh, the story is actually about... Um, it's about Mumble being a father a little bit, and the sort of relationship between father and son. And we find that his son doesn't it's also about identity it's a similar theme and there are also environmental themes that take place as well but it's about finding yourself in your own voice which had a, a similar theme to the original film uh who else we got any hands? else raise your hand oh right here right here second row did you ever get to wear the dog suit <laughs> the one the dog suit the dog i did put no i didn't actually put the suit on um but i i did put the the headpiece on once and uh, showed Jason, and he was very freaked out. Because you have to, like, Jason has worn that suit for so many years now, and was quite reluctant, actually, to pl- reprise the role as Wilfred. Um, he was convinced otherwise, and obviously loves the show that we've made. But seeing me in the suit, I think it bugged him out, because I don't think he'd seen anybody wear it before. Just the head part. Third row to your far right. Oh, okay. Over here. Over here. To your right. Uh, big fan, just want to let you know. Um, Thanks, what man. was it like uh, working with Frank Miller, Rodriguez, and Sin City? Like, yeah, I know you didn't dude. have lines, but... No, but I got, to, I got to kick ass. It was so much fun. It was so much fun. I'm a huge um, Frank Miller fan and a massive fan of Sin City, so to get to be a part of that world and to play that character was so mind-blowing and then having frank on set he was genuinely a secondary director on the film and he was coming up with new shot ideas so he'd draw new frames and kind of show rodriguez and they would come up with new shots it was really it was two days of work literally the whole character was done in two days wires jump kicks all over the place it was a blast what's up there's, you know, there's, there's been talk of a sequel for a while, and I know that Frank is rumored to have been writing new material for the Sin City universe, but I'm not sure. There's no update. I'd love to ha- it to happen, though. Anyone else? Okay, there's one over here. Left side, fourth row. 
Hi, Elijah. Big fan, too. Hey, thanks. Um, I was wondering, um, you've had such a big movie career, like big productions, Lord of the Rings and all that, um, and now you're switching to such a small production television. Which do you actually prefer better? Uh, good question. They're so different. Um, the pace on television, especially with comedy, is so much faster. We did 13 episodes in 10 weeks. Um, we were doing 8 to 10 pages a day, which is a lot. Uh, I don't know how to put that in perspective, but that's a lot. Um, so it's, it's constantly moving. And for something like this, it's great. It felt appropriate. The pace felt really good because it was driving the momentum of the scenes that we were doing. And there was never a break from it. Um, I don't know if I prefer one over the other. This is so different for me because it's comedy as well, and I've never done comedy before. So it's already, regardless of whether it's film or television, it's just a different medium to exist in um, to do comedy, and I, I really enjoyed that. Um, so, yeah. And a film is a much longer process. Um, I don't know that one's necessarily better than the other. Even if you're not shooting three movies at once. It's... Right. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Uh. Right, okay. Second row. Hi, I just wondered, um, did you find directing yourself um, difficult? Did that get any way in the way of you know, your performances or getting way in the, of the direction? Or, and also, uh, second question was, have you been approached by any dog food companies uh, yet? In, so the first question was directing myself. I didn't direct any... It, 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 no. Eventually, I'd love to. And I don't know if I'd want to direct myself. Um, I, I think that would be, I, I'd be very uncomfortable with that notion of calling action on myself and then critiquing my own performance. I, I don't know if I could do that. But the, the dog food company thing, no... But we've, you know, we've thought about those things. Like if we would end up doing like some sort of like cross promotion, Wilfred like Alpo, right. <laughs> Wilfred for Petco, uh, it could be interesting. Yeah, I mean, you got all the product placement opportunities in the show. I mean, Flea you, Bath, you know, exactly. You just set a whole episode at Petco, and they pay for the budget of the show. Sure, That's they just you know hook you up. Sure, that could happen. Uh, we've thought about it from a comedy angle. You know, what what kind of ridiculous Wilfred cross promotions that we could do that would just be interesting imagery. It would be. Second row center. Hi there. Um, we're huge Australian versions of Wilfred. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And knowing what Wilfred gets up to on the Australian version. Yeah. Hmm, interesting that he, Jason's kept the Australian accent. Yes. And that's going to go well with Americans. Uh, first of all, do you think? And I think secondly, so. his language in the Australian version, is that coming through on the. American version, or is it more suited to... It is. There are certain words we can't say, uh -huh. unfortunately. Mm. Which um, kind of is what Wilfred's about, really. What's that? It's kind of what Wilfred's about, in a way, isn't it? It is, yeah. yeah. The crudeness of the character and the language, absolutely. Um, well, the language is still crude. There, there are two words that we can't use, um, unfortunately. It's funny, it is a cable network, but they do have their standards. And we have no nudity, either. But outside of that, it's very similar. And interestingly enough, because, you know, I think we... I hoped that it would retain it, the darkness of the original show because I felt like that helped to make it very unique and it was part of its identity. And I, I was a little afraid that... I knew that the show we were making had integrity, but I was afraid that because of being on FX, 
we might have to lessen some of the darkness. And Jason, it's funny, midway through the season, Jason reckons that our show is actually a little bit darker. And I think the darkness comes in more thematically and less with those kind of overt crude moments. Um, so it's, it doesn't feel anesthetized, that's for sure. Yeah. Fourth row to your right. Why do you think the American networks prefer to remake television series instead of airing the original versions? Create their own shows, you mean? Remake the yeah, television yeah. series, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was making a joke. Uh, yeah. Um, wh- why does the film industry uh, do the same thing? <laughs> um, I don't know. It's, look, there are some great shows from foreign countries. Um, we live in a very small world now, though, where we have access to some of these shows. Um, but there are some great pioneers, you know, in, in other countries. I don't know really how to answer that question because I'm not the creative forces at, at these, um, these networks that are looking for new material. Um, but, you know, there are plenty of amazing shows that are created every year and original material that's generated here. But we've always looked to Britain particularly, a lot of shows from Britain, have been attempted, and most of them have failed. I mean, The Office is the only one I can think of that has been truly successful for a long-standing period of time. I think um, In Treatment is, a, is, a, is a, um, an adaptation of a, an Israeli show, I believe. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, is there... The idea that this, sh- this is a show that started in Australia, and there is a previous series, mm. a previous incarnation, does that, I guess increase the pressure uh, to, or to, you know, people know of another mm-hmm. Wilfred, or does that make you a little more apprehensive about how it might come off and just the pressure to kind of improve on it, or just is it always going to be its own thing and you just want to keep it that? It feels decidedly like its own thing, but at the same time, when you, when you know that there's a core fan base for the original show, you want that core fan base to be pleased with the direction that the show's gone. Um... I don't. I don't. I, I think it, it would be a shame to ignore um, or to not care about the the fans that had lived with Wilford for two years or two seasons there. So I think it's a concern, and I I, I definitely think it was a concern of Jason's. But it, it's a concern of Jason's just primarily to make a great show that has the essence of what he had established and to carry that character on. And I think in doing that in a very organic way, it, it will please the original audience, because he's not trying to um, Americanize the show. He's just trying to make something that has what he did and is taking it in a slightly different direction. Right, right. Um, Fourth row, far left. Hi. Hi. I was wondering if, since there are a lot of shows that are adapted for the U.S., they bring over the storylines and they even copy some episodes almost word for word, is that happening here? Or is this just taking the characters and the story idea and, bring, and creating all new episodes? It's, it's mainly taking the character, um, creating the character of Ryan, which is a different character, um, and creating a new, a new story um, and a new series of stories. There, there are certain jokes that have come back, um, there are certain moments that are directly from the original show, but for the most part, it's not, it's not like an episodic remake at all. It's an entirely different story, and I think there will probably still be jokes that will find their way in 
that were successful or that Jason loved that were specific character elements. I, I think it's mainly anything that is in, in direct reference to Wilfred and, and, and his character and things that he may have said or done. They'll find their way back into the show, I'm sure. But outside of that, that's it. When the show is only two seasons in one, in one country, and when it's in its original uh, incarnation or whatever, mm-hmm. iteration, uh, and you know that you have two, at least two seasons, I mean, hopefully it gets picked up for a second season. Yeah. Um, but after that, I mean, then you're kind of making it, you're really kind of pushing, you're just, it's wide open. Totally open, You can yeah. do whatever, anything you want. Yeah. So is that, I guess, I know it's a problem you wish you had, it's ne- you're not having it yet, but I mean, is that something that, that Jason thought of? Uh, as a writer, as that you know, do I really want this to go like a third season, fourth season? Do, do I, don't I want this to be a hit? I don't know. I'm very curious about that myself. I'm not sure. I also think t- you know, we're just about to start the season, so it's silly to talk this way. But I also, it, it's a bit premature. But um, you know, I also don't know how how long it can last, regardless of its success. Um, because I think at a certain point, if we're, if we're going on the conceit that Ryan is recovering and through his recovery is, is why Wilfred exists and is, he's helping him along, that can only last for so long. And I, you know, I also don't want... I love things like The British Office was two seasons. I love things that, t- that try and have a concise story to tell and know when to stop telling that story. And it's a bummer when things get milked into nothingness when they're just grasping at straws for storylines. And I think audiences are intelligent and smart. If they love the show, they'll they'll be on to that, you know. So, I mean, ultimately that's up to David Zuckerman and to to Jason to see where it ultimately goes. But I think David feels the same. I think it has a, a certain shelf life, you know. And we have time for two more questions. This is the first one in the center here. Hi, um, hey. I, I'm, I was wondering how difficult it, w- it is, like when you work on an extremely big project like Lord of the Rings, where you, where you play such a defined character and the whole film centers around, how difficult it is to leave that character and to go into the next project, you know, and... and well, Lord it, of the Rings is a special one in that there are a lot of factors that I would consider in terms of leaving the project, not only was I leaving the character, but I was also leaving, you know, family and friends, essentially, that I'd lived with for 16 months of principal photography there over the course of ultimately four years. And that's a, that becomes, that experience becomes so defining. The thing about any project, Wilfred too, um, small films, big films, is that for that period of time, you're in the bubble of that world of that film. And, Lord of the Rings is an even better example because we were in the bubble of New Zealand. We were all so far away from our homes. Coming off of something like that, it was it was difficult to understand what my life meant. <laughs> like it was a really hard adjustment because our life was defined by that country and those people and that time and place. Um, so coming home, I didn't know what to do with myself. Like I didn't know where to go next or what what to my daily life meant. <laughs> so that's that transition is is I think m- more difficult. Leaving a character, sure, but I I always feel like I leave the character at set every night anyway. I don't feel like I take so much of the character with me all the time. So it's more about how that experience defines your life and how difficult it is to transition out of those experiences. Okay, last question is front and center. 
Hello, how's it going? Um, your character on the Australian version of the show, as far as acting, how did you study it, or did you like try to? Did you just try to make your own like? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're 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 pretty different. Um, so no, I didn't I didn't watch the Australian. Not an unintent. I didn't. Not intentionally. I didn't. I, um, I wanted to see it, but I didn't study the character because I knew that the character was so different. You know, this was a character that was written specifically for this version, so I didn't feel like I had to do any homework. But we're hoping that Adam, the character from the original, will somehow weave its way into this. It would be very cool. Cliffhanger. We shall see. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, yeah. Thank you very much for coming out. Appreciate it's it. It's a awesome. pleasure. And thank you all. Thank you guys so much. Really appreciate it. Wolford premieres tonight on FX at 10 p.m. So set your DVRs or, you know, actually old-fashioned way. Sit down and watch it. And uh, check it out. Thank you very much. Have a great night. Thanks, guys. Thank you again so much to Elijah.